0: music
1: reviews
2: chat poems comedy writing
3: interviews
4: ELF-M,
5: it's radio
4: for so much more hello
1: to the Vandal Factory radio show. My name is Henry Raby. And
2: my name's Natalie Quatermass. And together we are Vandal
1: Factory, Vandal Factory, Vandal Factory.
2: Vandal Factory. Oh, good. That was an um, interesting start. Thanks, Henry. Uh, we're back. Have, have a little uh, siesta, a little break.
1: A little pause while mm. we just re- refresh our batteries, ready to be thrown back into the thray.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, If you are new to this podcast, this is where Henry and I talk about arts and activism and all the beautiful moments in between. We usually interview a couple of artists. We've got some amazing interviews coming up for you in this show. And we also perform some of our own poetry. Henry's a poet and is going to be doing his own thing. I'm going
1: to do my own thing.
2: Uh, And I'm going to be telling you a little bit about some young uh, activists that I've been working with recently. So we've got a very exciting show coming up. We also like to start the show with uh, talking about hope and anger. So, Henry, how is your hope? How is your anger?
1: Well, uh, here we uh, record the podcast uh, from Chapel FM Arts Centre in Seacroft. And uh, this Wednesday we had a new open mic that we've been developing called the Blue Owl Performance Loft. And it's for under 25s. And I was just buzzing, not only mm. because everybody like all these young Henry, people. These... Henry, you're not under 25. I know, but I, I'm allowed to watch. Oh, okay. These these kids just like brought such good energy and vibes and supporting one another and they're all like political and emo y and metally and punky and alternative and yeah, like I I had a lot I've got a lot of hope for the future.
2: Hooray How
1: about you, Natalie Quaitamas? <gasps>
2: Oh, the anger is strong with me at the moment. The anger is mother trucking strong. Am I allowed <laughs> to say that? Um, uh, just oh, politically, there is so much stuff going on that you, every time you think it can't get any worse, uh, it does. It does get worse. Um but we're going to, because we haven't had a podcast for a while, we're going to do 10 things that have happened since our last podcast to sort of create a little bit of context. I think if, if people wanted to listen or we wanted to listen back in a 100 years' time, we'd want to know, like, what's going on in your lives? What's going on in... What's the vibe? What's the scene? what was, What's ha- the political context?
1: What was happening in May 2023?
2: Yeah, so here's a few things. Am I going to go first?
1: Can confirm.
2: Since the last podcast, me and Henry did home from home a community play that i directed henry produced and starring all this amazing community cast from in and around seacroft and it was celebrating community spaces and hope and it was packed full of anger and it was awesome and uh uh i'm still buzzing off it really
1: I went to Lille, which is one of the sister cities of Leeds, and I met with loads of different community groups and organisations and arts orgs in Lille. Very cool city. Loads of like lefty stickers everywhere. Bumped into loads of amazing people. Really multicultural and uh, connected up with Radio Mulan, who are sort of a yeah cousin, a sister of uh, East Leeds FM. Amazing, for, which is really sound. And I was great. came up very very uh, very excited.
2: Yeah. Um, we went, we both went to this play, um, about zero hour contracts called, I hate it here. Um, which, you know, really sums up how I feel regularly. (laughs) Um, and by Sweet Beef Theatre at the Left Bank in Leeds. And um, there was just, it, it was a sort of interactive, um, immersive piece of theatre. No, interactive more than mm. immersive, really. Um, which is great. Before we going to get
1: technical.
2: Uh, yeah, it, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um,
1: hey, we've got a new king. He's good value for money. Hundred odd million. Pop Pop a nice hat on him.
2: Yep, a man in a hat sat on a chair. Uh, meanwhile, I've watched many episodes of Father Brown, which, for those <laughs> of you that don't know, when I want to ignore the world, I got really into this TV program that, like, essentially is is what my mum watches, and it's about a Catholic priest in the nineteen in nineteen fifties in the Cotswolds who solves murders, and this quintessential like tiny little village seems to be a. a, a thriving hub of murder. Uh, (laughs) Every week someone dies and the vicar is always, like, right there. And um, there's an amazing array of... regional accents for some reason this this Kembleford it's it attracts workers from across the British Isles um, anyway I've, I've got a DVD player especially so that I could watch this and so I thought this was like my non-political just escapism nice ooh the past isn't isn't ooh. isn't the countryside pretty ooh. it isn't just as good <laughs> um, and then they we watched the police
1: incompetent
2: yeah um, and Catherine Catholics are great. Catholic priests, <laughs> nothing wrong with them. Um, they're always just and sound He's a, and moral. A good egg. Uh, he is a good egg. Uh, but then they did this episode that's about anarchists, an anarchist theatre troupe that come to, um, Kembleford and and do this like, uh, well, they do a little play for all these, um, these like upper middle class yeah. kind of rural. Um, people. And so Henry got very excited about this episode and made a jingle. Essentially, all that ramble was just to put this jingle into context. So here's, for no reason other than it makes me happy, our Father Brown jingle.
4: Destruction equals freedom. I have no idea what is going on. They're a performance troupe of anarchists. They believe in change through destruction. They believe in utter nonsense as
2: far as I'm concerned. Destruction is freedom Oh, it's, it's brilliant stuff, Henry. Hours of my life has been spent watching Father Brown.
1: Stay tuned later in the episode for the second <laughs> jingle that oh, I made. Oh, amazing.
2: Double,
1: double built. Right, anyway.
2: What else have you been up to?
1: So, um... If you are regular listening to the show, you will know that we went to Edinburgh Fringe Festival in August and we interviewed She Wolves, a, a theatre company who created a piece of theatre about two young activists. And I, well, we both really enjoyed it. So I went to my bosses here and I went, hey, Let's bring this play here. Um, So we brought She-Wolves to Chapel FM Art Centre and they performed... um, They did a workshop for a load of young people here and then they uh, did the show for them and... um, Firstly, if you want to go back and listen to the interview we did, or you can listen to the Red Kite Radio Show, where young people talk about what they enjoyed about this play about youth activism, and also an interview with to the two actors Harriet and Gurjar. And uh, yeah, so check Amazing.
2: that out. Oh, oh it's uh, so cool that as a result of a little chat that we had on a picnic bench in Edinburgh Fringe Festival, we, we well, we you ended up bringing some theatre and selling out a show with a group of young people to to see this piece of political theatre. Well done Henry. Thank good you. Work. We've also had local elections since our last thing and like broadly broadly the Tories didn't do very well and Labour mm. did did okay.
1: Green Party had a bit of a boost in yeah. the country. Yeah,
2: yeah, sort of broadly fine. Sign of
1: the times. Yeah. Well speaking of sign of the times, good news. Yeah. The water company's going to stop dumping raw sewage into our rivers and waterways.
2: No, surely not, Henry. But... Surely.
1: We're going to have to pay for it. They're not going to foot the bill. So Uh... get your hands in your pockets, Britain. If you want nice things... Don't if you want
2: a sea and river not full of your own sewage, if you want it not to be poisoned, then there is more to pay. That's fair, isn't but it? That's fine. Look,
1: just buy the 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 off the the own brand baked beans next time. Yeah. Not and then, not the brand baked beans. That's that the solution, isn't it, yeah.
2: to uh that's that's why everyone's so greedy about their baked beans. That's why this, <laughs> this country is in the state that it's in. Because yeah. Everyone's just this luxury baked bean habit that everyone's got. Um, My final thing that I've been up to is, I don't think I've talked to you about this. I went to see Natalie Haynes, who's Mm. a stand-up comedian and classicist at the Wow Barn, which is a new pop-up venue in Hyde Park in Leeds. And it was built, get this, (gasps) Henners, built in 24 hours by three women and non-binary people. 300! (laughs)
1: 300 very efficient <laughs> yeah,
2: 3 amazing well
1: you know they say that <laughs> w- women and non-binary people make the world go around
2: yeah isn't that cool though and they've got um like full pro- like life-size cutouts of the 300 people that built it mm. all around the space so you oh, walk wow. in and you can just see all their lovely faces and all the different people that have like built this barn Boom. and it's going to be up to do feminist art culture stuff for a few weeks in May and June, and then they'll take it down and be like, and it's gone. 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 It was really great, and Natalie Haynes was spectacularly good. What's your final thing?
1: My final thing is uh, this year, as I did last year, I uh, ran the poetry stage at Manchester Punk Festival, and I had an absolutely lovely time, as always, uh, hanging out with loads of cool punks and getting into... Uh, not, not so many mosh pits these days because I'm very old mm. in my 30s. Um, but I had a lovely, lovely time. And and I guess I also want to shout out that I was actually feeling very anxious and nervous about going The old Mental health wasn't in the best place, but people were just really sound and lovely. And I just found my groove, which was nice. superb. Um, and one of the uh, bands that played at Manchester Punk Festival was called Cherim. And they are from Northern Ireland. And they're just a really big, fun, high energy, um, like indie punk band, riot girly band, and they just had so much fun on stage. So if that's okay with you, Natalie, I was going to play one of their songs, which is called Listening In My Head.
4: I sit alone almost every night. Waiting for you to call home Where do you go? I don't want to know When you don't pick up the phone
1: Lovely bit of cherim there, uh, spelt C-H-E-R-Y-M. And another band that I went to see at Manchester Punk Festival are Faintest Idea, who have a new album out. So earlier this year, we caught up with Danny, the lead singer of Faintest Idea, and we had a little interview with him, which you're going to listen to right now. How are you doing, Danny? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? We're we're very well. It's a wet, drizzly day, but, you know, we're keeping us... Hopeful. We've been listening to some Faintest Idea to get ourselves in the mood. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Cool. For the listeners who maybe don't know the two-tone rabble rousing that is Faintest Idea, can you <laughs> can you uh, give us a little summary of uh, of the band?
6: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we're 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 influenced. We don't we're influenced very much by like the older scar, but we don't sound like that because we're I get I guess essentially we're a punk band that plays ska music. Like we jump a lot and we shout loudly and um it's quite aggressive but um but yeah and then yeah we just play sort of uh, lefty angry ska music and uh yeah travel around doing that and have done quite a few years now which is great tiring but sprinkling
1: great. some dance routines in while you're at Yeah
6: it. I have I have very little to do with that that is solely on the brass section <laughs> uh after cuz cuz obviously I'm looking forward I very much I often forget they do that and then uh Occasionally, we'll either catch them out of the corner of my eye or see people replicating them in the audience, which is weird, but it's—I it's mean, it's lovely, but like it's quite odd when like I forget it's happening and then I just see lines of people copying them.
2: Yeah, that's. Uh, it, I Henry's seen you live a few times. I haven't. I've not yeah. yet had the pleasure. But um, he was just describing how one time he was watching the front of the stage and then the brass <laughs> section turned up like behind him in the crowd. It was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
6: There
2: I am. <laughs> yeah Sounds that's it like really
6: yeah yeah they got um well they used to do it with no mics and then they got wireless mics which is even better but um we did find well <laughs> wireless mics don't work through brick walls and what would often happen is it would start little down to start then probably join in but you, you in, when you're stood on stage we're obviously just stood there waiting for them to come in and it intermittently just like random bits of brass play through so that wasn't ideal but um but yeah it looked very cool and uh
2: yeah it's good fun Right, and so this is your fourth album that's coming out yeah and uh what can you tell us about the album what can we hope and and how do you think it's different or how did it feel different making it compared to all the others um so it, it, it was a weird one obviously
6: because so we ended up so in 2019 we we were booked to tour uh canada but at the last minute we had to pull out our guitarist at the time he had run a business and loads of stuff happened and he, he couldn't make it last minute but me and Bobble still went on the tour um so we went to the band we were staying with his house and essentially we had two weeks uh they've obviously legalized weed there so we just spent two weeks either going to the gigs we should have played or just staying in this basement with an acoustic guitar and Bobble's trombone and we just sat and wrote for uh for like two weeks which was great because wow it's, uh, obviously as you get older being creative it's hard to just turn it on and off so like having nothing to do other than sit and write all the time was great because you don't have to put pressure on yourself to do it um so we done quite a few of the first bits of the songs there and then obviously lockdown happened everything got cancelled and all that so um so yeah we sort of finished it off throughout lockdown and then and then you you really didn't have
2: anything to do for a (laughs) really really long time
6: yeah exactly we had nothing to do and nowhere to go for ages but we also couldn't meet up which is a we tried all sorts of, like, trying to write online. There were various programs you could use, but none of them really worked well. Um, but we met, we got there in the end. So, um, yeah, we're really happy with that come out. It's like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I personally think it's the best stuff we've, we've ever done. And I think it's, we've never, I don't think we've ever captured our live sort of feeling on record before. But I feel like this is much closer to it um, than we've ever got before. And then, yeah, lyrically, lyrically i think i've gotten a better i was like it's a weird it's a sort of a weird mix of sort of autobiographical songs of stuff that's happened and then or some kind of sociological thesis <laughs> it's just sort of books i've read that have been channeled into songs basically <laughs> so the lyric yeah, nice. the lyric book has what just
2: what some uh... of the even oh, what... inspired well, so, them?
6: so well uh, so killam dead the single that is just a list of books and albums which is that's going to kick off the album which is kind of a bibliography but then which obviously you don't usually put the start of a book,
0: but it is. When the story history of long, water For the wretched of the earth,
6: Then uh, but then each song in the lyric uh book has books recommended per
1: song. <laughs> we'll but yeah there's a yes. the nerdy fans to like find all exactly these
6: you don't yeah exactly you don't uh, you don't have to be there for the politics but it's, the politics are there um, and yeah if I can recommend some books to people um, I will do
2: yeah I like that you've started your album with further reading
6: <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before you can listen to this album, please read through these 20 books in this verse here. That's
2: my kind of album.
6: (laughs) Don't talk to me until you've got through them all. I'm not interested.
1: Obviously, Danny, as we say, album number four, you guys have been going, I think, since before the coalition came into government. Is that important for you to keep your politics updated and to keep reading? I mean, some punk bands would just be like, we're just angry and we want to sing about riots (laughs) or booze, but... You say that this you've always wanted to push yourself both lyrically, politically, ideologically. Is that is that always been important to you, or have you had to come yeah, to that realization definitely.
6: over time? No, I think I mean I think we've we've definitely got better as songwriters, and I like to think I have lyrically as well. Um, in terms of so it's, it this is the thing about sort of writing about politics and stuff. You want to write songs that. A sort of over like if you write something obviously you can but if you write something very specific that can be very dated within a few years and then it just sounds quite odd whereas like if you can i think the skill is trying to write about something but sort of more capture the essence of what you're trying to get across as opposed to like writing about a specific thing or that's what we we sort of try try to do just because otherwise you know like you said right when um i specifically remember when we were writing one of the songs years ago for voice of treason we were trying to play on something. It was about the coalition. And um, but then Kyle, the guitarist at the time said, like he said, then don't use the actual, like don't use the words, Cole, don't use that because, you know, five years down the line, this song will sound old as shit. <laughs> like it's not going to make it, any sense to anyone that doesn't know, you know, is younger and didn't know about the coalition. Do you know what I mean? And so, yeah, there's yeah, a group, that's what we're there's a to group
2: of teenagers at the, um, at the art center where we work, who've got, yeah. who formed a, a, a punk band on the day that Liz Truss became prime minister. And so they, <laughs> all their songs are about how much they hate Liz Truss. Like That's great. How outdated they become and how. Quick. Yeah. yeah.
6: Christ, they went out of date in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're only 14. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to see teenagers starting punk bands to be honest that's pretty cool
2: (laughs) so we like to ask all our guests and each other in most of the the episodes how's your hope and how's your anger hope and (laughs) anger being the two things that keep us going and fighting the good fight so um, um is there anything in particular that's given you hope or that's making you angry at the moment uh well
6: I'm sort of going into therapy for anger at the minute. Uh, so that's, uh, so that's not great, but I think my, my, this is going to be a very depressing answer, but, but my problem is I work for the NHS and I work for the ambulance service and that is just collapsing at the minute. I'm, I'm guessing. I mean, you, you've probably seen the headlines, but like, uh, yeah, we ran out of, so the knock on effect of all this stuff is like we ran out of oxygen. People, It's just, so that's not great. And that is an underlying frustration that is causing me a lot of anger. So, hope wise um, i mean i hope you know, I, mean, I don't want to seem really pessimistic i'm not very hopeful at the minute i mean i am because humans will band together and and work together they i know they can but at the minute i'm very angry and i'm very uh frustrated uh because of everything that's going on every uh, every day i just go into work every day and see it slowly collapsing
0: broken teeth bite into the skyline the street lamp's shadow with the coal. But feet stumble down the cracks for the promises paved the gold. Let's go! just as a sickness
4: through the belly of the beach, every alley every street. Particularly
2: the ambulance, a yeah. section of, of society falling apart, seems to have struck a chord with people because I think just so many people in this country could never imagine not having that service yeah, available
7: yeah,
2: yeah. and I then yeah and now that it's on its knees and that's affecting mm. people and like and all I know from from any any time I've experienced an emergency it's you walk away going oh my god the the professionals are incredible like they're amazing I just can't yeah, believe yeah. what a what a phenomenal job they do when my life was exploding or whatever was going yeah, on 100 situation right. mm. and then for that not to be there
6: yeah yeah it's it's, it's scary isn't it and i think like any rocks anyone the core is- of you, yeah and like I think any public sector worker could like has seen this coming like you said since since the coalition since this all started like but at first it was just affecting you know people on benefits and disabled people so it's like you know no one really paid attention but now it's like oh yeah no if you ring an ambulance you might not get one you literally might not get an ambulance so like Cambridge uh, so I'm in Norfolk but the Cambridge Ambulance Service a couple months back had to put out red alert they had no ambulances every ambulance was queued outside any they couldn't go to any calls like that what do you do do you know what I mean like you said like you you you, if you've grown up in the UK even as bad as shit got you expected some level of like yeah if you if a fire was happening you call the fire whatever but like the public sector has just been gutted and and obviously the care teaching everything just anything that keeps society functioning has just been gutted and it has been for years but now it's really starting to like actually kick you know like kick in where like yeah like you said it's just not there if you need it it's just not there now mm-hmm. uh which is terrifying that is a very depressing answer when you ask for hope so i'm it's very an sorry
1: it's
2: that. an honest answer and that's what...
1: <laughs> and do you think like the role then of of music like faintest idea is is this soundtrack of anger that like propels people forward i suppose there's this problem we have in political scenes of like are you preaching the converted to people all yeah, agree for is sure. it, is it a night out where we've you know we've had a couple of bevies and seen a Scar band great we all go home like what do you do you see there's a purpose to faint this idea or is that a big I, uh, that, question
6: no no there's, there's this thing that constantly sort of goes around in my head and like i so i've never been I, I was i didn't want to be the front man anyway i just ended up no one else wanted to do it but then I've, I've never i don't like being preached at and sort of lectured uh and sort of condescended to so i've never been like a preachy front man i think some people can can do it. I think Dick from Subhumans is good. I think Ren from Petrol Girls is great at that, that sort of style of, of like front person, but like, I'm not that. So I can, I can tell stories about stuff that we've done as it just happened, but like, I don't, I don't preach about it, but it's always in the back of my mind. Like I write, I write these songs and it's all about, you know, lyrically it's all very political and we, we all do activist stuff and like, especially like in the past and stuff like that. But the, but it's always in the back of my head of like, this is entertainment. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you could be the most political way in the world, but you're still on a stage, you know, like you said, to a degree preachers the converted, but even not, if it's just that it's still entertainment for people. So it's always in my head, like, are you doing enough? Is that, is this the right thing to do? Is it like, is there, a, is there a sense that like, by, I guess like rage against the machine in the nineties, when like people agreed really hard with them, do you know what I mean? But does that sort of extinguish the, Desire to go out and actually do something. You you sort of subconsciously think, well, I list, I have the right thoughts, I think the right thing, so that's enough, sort of thing. So that it does always play on my mind. But I think like I think there's uh, stuff like political music plays its part. Any political art, do you know what I mean? I, you know, I don't think that alone will change anything, but it should. The hope is that it's out there, it documents things, and it can lead people to take action. Do you know what I mean? And so that's sort of my with giving reading lists with every song and stuff like that is my hope is that like yeah people will if it don't even have to agree but just like read the stuff i've read and like would Mm. give better context to our songs and all that and so yeah i hope i would hope that it does inspire people to learn more than anything and then yeah obviously from my politics i hope there's a lot of change this uh things are not going well my perspective at the minute (laughs)
2: Yeah, so if um you were going to, not if, you are going to uh, recommend our listeners to, to check out another band and play another song on East Leeds FM, what would you recommend?
6: What is it like a hip hop song? that I quite uh, wanted to recommend just because I really like all the dark lyrics to it. But I, I, actually, what I'm going to go, I'm going to go for Random Hand Anger Management because I've just got an an, an ongoing thing with Random Hand. But like, I feel like I need to put, after that question, I just need to recommend Random Hand Anger Management because I just think that would be the perfect end to this.
2: (laughs) Of interest, you can give an honourable mention what was going to be the hip-hop song.
6: Jam Baxter, blinked Twice for Yes. So basically, over the winter, it got obviously like fucking horrible it was just dark all the time and all that and I just got really into this out al- his newest album fetch the poison it's all like dark weird stories that like um, it's like sort of a sci-fi through an album but like horror mm-hmm. sci-fi
8: There's a whole crew of shit, red man, and a scream mercy I was coughed out of the waves with a case of extreme scurvy I cannot save your baby, I'm late for my free thirty. I sat there in the waiting room, shaking a week early Stabbed between monsters and buckling grey pillars soul gossip magazines, disease and deranged killers Some elderly war veterans, pigs with inflamed livers A couple perverted priests and scores of depraved sinners And your impatient frame just stirred from its awkward slumber. Summer like a jiggling sap, for a roaring thunder. A nurse with a chubby face and scrubs and a floral jumper slams your head into a sign that says Wait till you cool, you number young receptionist welcome to next challenger the vehicle for raging is trembling stress. passenger he's late for his appointments always kicked in point assignments simply serves to highlight his slippery wet character a surgeon appears on a burning horse excuse me young sir we think you made a perfect corpse he was shoulder deep putting a string of disturbing thoughts from the pit of this kid's stomach when all of the nurses walked so take this mysterious liquid and sip it pure your king's here the human penicillin drip the living cure he wants to the blood, the bristling terror is still in store, and I'll be preaching from his gospel at seven in clinics. I love you,
7: been waiting. Yeah. You'll be sleeping when they call you. have yeah. been topping up that morphine. Drip, drip. Stop shaking and you show you. Yeah. Somebody fix the presence. Yeah. Somebody getting free. CC's telling me sleep, but you fix the presence. Yeah.
8: That butter's nice. The clinicians keep him calm with their colorful rubber trace your whole world's a mogul, your doctors are one in pledge Your medications expired, your opinions are null and void Stop. My head is perpetually in the clouds There's a sickness in the city and death's been doing the rounds A lab assistant sliver through the door and sat beside me In some Dr. Martin boots and a sensible winter blouse She was the type of girl that caused people petal With a face hammered out of a smoldering piece of metal She leaned into me gently and whispered I seen the devil, he smells a heavenly sage We connect on a deeper level Cool, whatever, let him drink. I was reminded of an incident in 2017 where little Derek took too many chewed a chunk out of the carpet and the floors tore apart into a hell he'd never seen. Damn, he's crumbling, doctor, shake him. Hold him underwater and maybe I'll stop complaining. This is way beyond my training. Sweetie, wheel him off the wall for me. They pushed him past some gormless paramedics, squawking awkwardly. The matron consoles a well dressed couple, soothing him discreetly with a needle to the neck muscle. That child is bent double, clutching at his rolls of fat. Drag him into theater a smirking demon holes in back. My 330 rolled around. I peeled myself off the plastic chair with a revolting sound. Crawled through the corridors and slipped through forgotten doors to see an old quack with wild eyes glaring golden brown. Wow. Son, here is your prescription: yeah. A plastic yeah. tub of to yeah. cure every affliction. Yeah. thanked him with the right yeah. smile, keys to the kingdom. Pour myself a tall glass, got a love. How to long sister. have you been waiting?
7: Yeah, you'll be sleeping when they call your name. Yeah. You've been topping up like morphine. Stop shaking and you sure you're safe. Somebody fetch the prison. prison. Yeah. Somebody getting free CCs telling me sleep when you fetch the prison. Yeah. Somebody getting free CCs telling me sleep when you fetch the prison. The <laughs> symptoms Drain the liquid out the wrist. so my ladies, roll your eyes. so my children pound your fist. So your swabs are in your test results. Reveal you don't exist. Someone scratch him off the list. Test the boy out. I've been pull pulling through the pit Someone give this man his fix. Break the doctor off the floor. Glue the bottle to his lips. So my swabs are in my test results. Reveal I'm still pissed. Ankle deep into your piss. Call the nurse, i He's doing his own thing.
4: Yeah.
1: Yes, folks, it's time for Henry, a.k.a. me, to do my own thing. Although the thing I'm going to do is a bit of a cover poem. So Faintest Idea, Danny there, talked about how one of their songs is a collection of references to books and uh, albums. Um, Wretched of the Earth, uh, Long Walk to Freedom, etc. And years and years ago, I wrote a poem called protest playlist which was a collection of loads of different lines from political protest songs
2: I'm so glad you're gonna do that poem I haven't heard you do this one for years and it's one of my favorites
1: Uh, but I thought I'd take the time to update it and put in some new songs that have been written in the last Ah. few years well even some songs that were written uh, almost 100 years ago but I thought you know what throw them in update it why you never stay static (laughs) update it with
2: songs that were written over 100 (laughs) years ago
1: (laughs) here we go They are a tiny minority and we are everywhere. Poor people gonna rise up and get their share. Each side trying primers and make sure we get fuck all. There's a battle outside. It'll shake your windows and rattle your walls. Big A, little A, bouncing B. Freedom of speech or freedom of death. We gotta fight the powers that be. Calm like a bomb. Which side are you on? Who come to take back what's ours? come to make the powers justify? I was burning that fucker and stringing my black flag high. Rebels here and rebels everywhere. Let's be young. Let's be crass in a to care. Now it is 1984. Come, you masters of war. People die for the petrol, the gas and the whip. If you got a blacklist, I want to be on it. Pirates, bloodsuckers and bankmen got us picking through the crumbs but they never took a peep in our artillery room. Cat and tea killed the Carauac cat. When the system starts to crack, well this is our community. From Egypt to Wisconsin, when they march against the policy, are you, are you coming to the tree? The system might have got you but it won't get me. They're getting their kicks and if you tolerate this then your children will be next blood on the leaves and blood at the root Tried to stop us, it's no use oh deep in my heart I do believe we are not afraid today, so sing if you're happy that way, stand for something there's a better world are coming, this summer I hear the drumming, you will not be able to stay home brother, this country is going into the streets boldly this land is your land we'll take our own route to the pre pre-planned the people getting angry asphyxiation, litigation, death, duress G for S, don't push me because I'm close to the edge, because some things are bigger than punk rock tonight we're gonna fuck shit up it's where we go from here that will define us he's made a flesh he's made a love you take on one of us you take on all of us i said hey my name is called disturbance welcome to the world of the civil disobedience tightening the rope around our neck in every city in every town we shall plant the seed they saved us Commonwealth and common ground He's a liar, liar. You can't trust him, no, no, no. I see you at the post-patriarchy disco. You gotta get up, up, be a resistor. Another bedsheet painted with the blood of a sister. Emma Goldman would have beat your ass. It's not my revolution if I can't dance. We're scum triumphant. Everybody's singing, we're all in it together. Every day my hope gets harder. Imagine a minute... Millions of average women and men in a tragic position, desperately clutching onto a leaflet on depression. But God, don't be confused. I've been living my life with my platitudes, swinging the momentum in the people's direction. Bring war to the palaces. Let the Midnight Special shine an ever loving light, because we're going to be all right. There's only one way of life, and that's a riot of your own.
2: Woo! I love it!
1: Thank you very much. Thank you.
2: I recognise way more of the lyrics now than when I first heard it years ago. <laughs> That's
1: called progression and me yeah. just like constantly bombarding you with songs over and over oh, and over that again. Oh, so good. Thank you very much. Well, uh, one of my favourite jobs is to force people to listen to my type of music. And oh. one of your favourite jobs is to force people to do activism. So now, folks, it's time for a little bit of... Provoking one. Oh, I had the, uh, the the jingle, the jingle, the jingle. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. The chat train is pulling into Nat's provocation
4: station.
2: Choo choo! Here we are, pulling into the chat station for Nat's provocation station. Although, what's that? We're not in provocation land this week, Henry. No, no, no. We're going to change into Nat's Inspiration Stations. That's right. Because I have been incredibly inspired in the, over the last couple of months by some young adults who I've had the pleasure to do some work with at York St. John's University. They're students. I'm doing a little bit of casual lecturing, which means I go in in trainers and jeans and say, hi, call me Nat. Um, <laughs> It's also fun that that's just what it says on my contract. And yeah, one of the modules that I've been teaching on is, uh, it's called PEP2, which is like politically engaged practice on the drama students. So they have had to engage with all different kinds of art activism. They've been amazing at uh, forming little groups and planning and researching and creating creative, political, protesty projects. And, there is nothing more joyful than seeing young adults find their creative voice and uh, other listeners of the show from previous shows will know that I've hosted here at Chapel FM some community forums in here in Seacroft we've asked local people to come along and bring whatever their passion is um, and have stalls and activities and use that as a way of forming dialogue and, and performing for each other. And that's something I'm really kind of interested in and passionate about. So I sort of I tried to recreate the same thing with the young people and do, OK, let's do a community forum. You're going to take your social justice issues that you care about and bring it into the arts foyer with a stall, some activity. And one of the groups decided that, no, they weren't going to do a stall No, they weren't going to have a display board. They were going to be on the street corner doing a protest about the cost of living crisis, specifically the impact that it's having on students and how it's making university a place for elites. And it's a place of privilege these days again. And they... Had this amazing response. So um, after this event, the whole gang, like all of us, went out onto the street corner and everyone picked up a placard and everyone was chanting and cheering at cars that were going past. And this was unofficial, right? The university has not been asked permission. It's not been arranged by a union. Nobody this had was, signed
1: the forms. No
2: one had signed the forms. Oh. So we were like, oh let's be a little bit careful these days because you know what the law's like with being noisy and annoying but um, it was brilliant and it was such uh, joyfulness to come from a sort of uh, a protest that comes from the heart and um uh, uh, and loads of people engage with them, and they've actually started a conversation with the powers that be at university about this impact, and it's come out of this module. And they've gone way beyond the requirements of the module, and they're taking it to uh, like the vice chancellors, ask them for a meeting, stuff like that. So this is really cool. Anyway, I'm very excited, and I got some audio on my phone, and you're gonna hear some of the young people talking now.
4: Money, money, money. Of the sunny in a rich man's world. Oh, oh, I'm drinking some
2: things I could do if I had a little money It's a rich man's world. Hello! I'm outside York St John's University arts foyer and I'm with a group of students who are currently protesting outside. Can you tell us what you're here and what you're doing today?
3: Hi, I'm Imogen um, and I'm with Beth. Um, so we're protesting outside of York St John University um, to protest the cost of living crisis and how it's affecting us as students um, next year's <laughs> loans <laughs> next year's loans are only going up by 2.8% which is not enough, you know we've had stories of people telling us that they're short for rent by £800 next year and their loan is going down by £2,000 which how can you afford to live when, when you're getting that little money, um, people are really really struggling so we're really trying to just raise some awareness today um, and we've managed to get a lot of support uh, from everyone. Is there anything you want to say? Yeah,
2: what's today been like? What's the atmosphere? Um, lots of most, cheers mostly the
9: uh, positive. Yeah. Uh, we've had a couple of negative things. Nothing I would say that's extreme. It's been a lot from the people in the cars. Um, yeah, a lot of negativity from people in cars, but that's only been a few times. But I think they're only doing it because they can drive off after what they say, yeah, right? Uh, but it's been so positive. We've had some great conversations a lot with the older generation, yeah. Um, about it, they're really in support. I feel like this is the best thing we could have done because brilliant, we've had yeah, so much hour. support. Well, tell me about one of the conversations that you've had You've been positive. Me. Uh, so
3: one of the elderly people that we'd had a chat with, um, had said that you know that their daughter, their best granddaughter's best. in university and it's really affecting them and they're trying to help them as well as much as they can but it is really difficult for them obviously they're pensioners themselves so
4: yeah
3: and obviously pensions aren't they're not a great amount of money either so so um, have you spoken to any other students about this so yeah we've spoken to a lot of students walking past and a lot of them have said that this is conversations that they're having day in day out and you know how university is becoming a place of privilege again um, but it's surprising that that other universities haven't pr- been protesting it because there's it is a, a conversation that is going on every single day, but people it's like people are too afraid to to speak up about it. But we don't want that. We want to be able to speak up about it.
4: Money, money, money,
2: I'm with a group of students here who are doing a creative protest project. Can you tell me what is your social justice issue that you're trying to challenge? Um, We're trying to uh, have a look at
8: homelessness and the housing crisis and how the two are very inextricably linked. because people suffering in a housing crisis like all of us here really are uh, just one step away from being homeless so we're going to build an installation and um, we're going to be performing in various ways and we're going to get the audience involved to just hopefully help get people to think about it more and to bring some awareness to it and hopefully um stop some of the discrimination that happens about homeless people
9: we are looking into contraception and the negative side effects that is affected women and people as a whole. Now what we've tried to do is we tried to make it a safe space so people can put what bad side effects they've had for contraception so they feel like they've got relatable things that other women can talk about. So. We us ourselves we didn't know a lot of the side effects that we were having were normal normal until we spoke about it to each other. So just having that clarification that it is normal what we're having. But we also don't like the fact that it's either right, you can have all of these bad side effects or you can have a child. Like there's no in-between whatsoever. So what we tried to do is we try to gather as much information we can about the different contraceptions. However, majority of them are aimed towards women, which we also do not like. We also think that there should be an equal amount for men and women. So we've just try to make it a safe space but also educate people on what they will be taking if they do want to have contraceptives so yeah we're just great having a bit of and a vibe can you tell us about
2: what your performance protest was today how it was what happened what did it feel like uh we had a notice board that people
10: people could write down their experiences on um, and then we went and stood on some benches and shouted them out to cause a bit of disruption in the area
9: um normalize things that um aren't normally spoken about basically yeah great and
2: how did it feel to be a part of that performance today
9: It felt very powerful, but also nerve-wracking at the same time because we're shouting out stuff that a lot of people don't like to have shouted out. So it felt good because we were getting stuff out into the open, but also probably a little bit nervous because I'm probably thinking someone's going to walk past and call me a weirdo for shouting that my boobs have gotten sore because of the pill. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Penalty
10: for power! Hi, um, my name is Ruby and I'm currently working on a project looking at food insecurity, especially facing students in the cost of living crisis. Um, We have been speaking to a lot of students about what kind of food tips and tricks they use to try and make money stretch further and food last longer. And we've also put a lot of our research into making a zine to hopefully help um, share knowledge um, and just generally bring awareness to how we can make food stretch further in the cost-of-living crisis. We're also um, making a spoken word piece, looking at the current issues facing students, especially with their money, and um, issues like how lots of money is being spent on very irrelevant things um, by the government. So the King's Coronation is costing millions, 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 and students... Don't have enough to live. Um, so we're trying to just bring attention to problems like this within wider money, social
4: constructs. In a rich man's world. Oh, oh, I'm speaking to you If I had a little
5: money, it's a rich man's world. Woo!
9: It's it's a power.
4: That's great.
1: Uh, what a lovely piece of audio there natalie quaita oh
2: do you like it i'm yes. <laughs> so proud i think i should also mention there's uh another two groups one that are looking at social media and screen time and their impact on themselves really and and um their fellow young adults and there's another group that have been looking around at taboos around periods and period poverty Uh, and it's just been such a pleasure to see uh, as I say this group of young people think about how they can be creative be so passionate about um, a variety of social justice issues and long may that generation thrive
1: I think um, my reflections on it are that, like, I think young people are, are getting more and more up than ever before, but they don't really know what to do about it. I think they've grown yeah. up with the age of austerity. They've mm. seen protests. They've seen a lot of strikes happen at the moment. They, they generally get the issues that are happening because they're is living it. But like, and it's same with climate change and the youth strikes. But like, what do you do about it? I think what's really important is that. Um, that raising awareness is great but actually having a demand having mm-hmm. a solid going this is what we want out of this and the fact that they're going to um not only the the administration of their university but also their student union and saying we yeah. want this now then then it becomes a little bit of a, a back and forth negotiation yeah um, but you're
2: absolutely right and it's not just young people right it's yeah, yeah. it's the left or anyone protesting anything yeah, yeah. it's uh all well and good to be like i dislike this i have anger hear Mm. me and then the next thing's like oh how do we realize this world that we want Mm. to create and what's the alternative and what does that look like which is also why i think it's really useful that's our job as artists right to be the ones that can create Mm. visions and to create um pathways for people to build an alternative future that might not yet have already exist or might not have been imagined Speaking of people who work with universities, we have an interview coming up on the show with someone who works from the other university in York. Boo. Boo! This is the amazing Hannah Davies, who's now the executive producer of arcade in scarborough mm-hmm. and she's a fantastic spoken word poem poet and uh has a book out an anthology
1: yeah so she's going to talk about dolls uh, her new collection
2: thank you so much thank you for joining us on the vandal factory
1: show you are so welcome thank
2: you for having me so um hannah you are a writer a theater maker a poet from York. A multi-Slam winner, Great Northern Slam 2016, Axis Slam 2017, World War 4 champion, BBC Ed Fridge Slam finalist, Hammered and Tongue Nationals. She has performed at poetry nights across the country. Find the word, sonnet youth. I'm going to go. I'm reading. I'm reading it. I'm going to go for it all. Are you ready Keep going. Me? Keep going. You're doing well. Sonnet youth, tongue flu, <laughs> evidently, Ioana Ellum's rap party. Oh, I know that one. Um, she growls, women of words. She is an experienced theatre maker and facilitator working in such places as the Royal Court, York Theatre Royal, Trestle, Guild of Misrule. That sounds good. Company of Angels, Pilot, and Arcade.
1: So the question is, Hannah, is there any poetry night you haven't performed at in the UK? <laughs>
5: A couple here and there, I'd say. Yeah, a couple. The, the, the question is,
2: off. what's your favorite word?
5: <laughs> My favorite word, delphinium. Oh, oh! Come on, what's, what's that? You might at home. It's a type of flower. Ah. It's a sort of a purple kind of pretty flower, quite tall, and uh, it has like a sort of spear-shaped head, I believe. Spear-shaped, oh. yeah. Like kind of that shape, yeah.
1: Delphinium sounds like the protagonist in a young adult novel set in it a dystopia.
5: Does, I've actually got a niece called uh, Delphi, but my, sis- but my sister called her Delphinia, so that she's got a really good three-syllable name to shout at uh, when she gets naughty. <laughs> Delphinia. Delphinia. Oh no, that's four syllables. Sorry, my bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh well. Anyway, I only read that out to, to in an attempt to embarrass you and also show off. But you're our pal, and you're great. Uh, oh, but the reason we've mate. chosen this particular moment in time to bring you onto the podcast is because da, 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 you have, you've you've got to made a book. <gasps> I
5: have. I've got to put all my poems in a book, so people can now. When people say, "Oh, you've got a book of poems," and normally I say, "Oh, no, I haven't got one." Now I can say, "Yes, I have," and you can buy it from my website and all good bookstores.
2: Amazing. And what was it that made you start wanting to do that then after so long? Why did you want your poems to be in one place?
5: Well, I felt like it was time to put them all in one place. I mean, usually my poems are sort of spread around on bits of scraps of paper and old notebooks and that sort of a thing. And I feel like I've come to the end of a sort of poetry cycle. So it feels good to sort of take stock and put them all in one book and go... That was the poems of, you know, these seven years just gone by. There they are um, and sort of set them off into the world and then maybe move on to some new writing adventures. Who knows?
2: Nice. So it feels like a a full stop.
5: Um... Kind of. Yeah, it feels like it's funny because it's a book launch. So you're like, hooray, here's my new book. It's a new thing, putting it out into the world. But actually, in terms of the content of it, most of what's in there has been have been doing the rounds for some time. You know, they've travelled these poems and they've been tried out in many different nights. So there are actually there are a few in there that have never seen the light of day and I haven't performed either. So so there's a couple in there that are, you know, just felt like they were right thematically to stick in as well. But um but yeah, most of them are stuff that I've been performing for years now.
1: So, Hannah, you are a playwright by trade, and when I first met you many, many years ago, that was how we met through theater. But then you started going to perform spoken word, and I think your poems always have that little element of narrative of story and character. but what was that provocation that push for you to go actually um I don't want to write for other actors, or I don't want to write for a theater space. I want to go to these poetry gigs and and what what was that like? Yeah liberating to not have to worry about...
5: Yeah, I don't know. I don't person. really identify as a playwright anymore, Henry. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I wrote a play. Um, yeah, I can. It was 2019. Um, 18, maybe. But, yeah, I suppose I think the thing that appealed to me about it was um, before I became a playwright, I was a, uh, an actor. I trained as an actor, so I've always, always sort of performed. And I think, in all honestly, i got bored of not having my plays put on or commissioned or produced you know the the, the whole process of theatre is so slow and so difficult to get work made um so the the it was quite appealing to be able to go oh not only could I write something I could also perform it and I could also you know deliver it within days or hours of having finished it if I wanted to if I could if I got myself to the right open mic or the right poetry night so I think that was what sparked it off really um and, and I've always written poems ever since I was a youngster. Um so yeah, it was just like, right, okay, let's let's try this out.
2: Yeah, so there's a DIY to spoken word that you can just get up yeah. and give it a go and do it. Absolutely. And and you don't need to rely on other systems or people Mm -hmm. or artists if you've got a pen and paper and a gob, then you can you can give a pen and paper and a gob. That's me.
5: Yeah. And that's (laughs) the DIY element, you know, um yeah, it's you you have to take control of your own work, I think, as an artist. If you're sitting around waiting for other people to validate you and I mean, you know, obviously people do give you sort of um support and, and, and different opportunities and stuff, but generally i'm you know i'm always sent to my students as well you do have to make your own opportunities as well so i'm very much a, a diy a lover of diy
1: culture artistically and uh the and poach the collection
5: things,
1: sorry go on as the poach collection is called dolls and it is diy yeah. you self-published again just because you were like i'm not going to wait for someone to come to me i'm just going to yeah. crack on and make it happen can you tell us about so Dolls is the name of one of the poems and there's a theme throughout. Can you tell us a little bit more about the collection?
5: Yeah, so Dolls was the title of one of my first poems that I ever performed at Seat. Um And yeah, it talks about, so the poem is about like uh, a woman being kind of made up of all the dolls that she's owned uh, as, a, as a child. And so the book takes that poem and sort of splits up the different dolls in the poem and each doll then becomes a chapter of work. So, um, and each chapter has a different kind of theme. So like, for example, there's there's a baby doll and that's kind of talking about birth and uh, motherhood. Um, There's a Barbie doll chapter, which is sort of more feisty, in-your-face feminist poems. Um, And then there's, like, Russian doll chapter right at the end. That's the last chapter, and that's more about, like, kind of... um, There's some stuff about my grandmother in there. Obviously, Russian doll is kind of, you know, metaphor for a women's ancestral kind of past so so yeah that's how it sort of fits together in terms of you know the, the shape of the book and then yeah self-publishing wise yeah again I've just I just get really bored I'm inherently impatient if you ask all my siblings I'll tell you that I just get very impatient and if things aren't happening fast enough I just do them myself so I think I submitted it at various uh publishing houses and stuff and didn't get very far and but I just thought, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to put, I'm just going to do this myself. And then I'll, and then I'll have full control over what it looks like. I get to commission who I want to do the cover. I can put on the launch, you know, I can do it myself. So I will do it myself.
2: Brilliant. And what's that, what's that process like for, for someone who might be sitting <laughs> at home and going, well, maybe, maybe that's what I need to do. Like, where would you point someone
5: Yes, yeah, so there's loads of well, I mean, first of all, get some really good content. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Firstly, first and foremost. So, you know, this is a process. Like I've been these poems I've been working on them for like, you know, 7 years some of the older ones. So, you know, that it's tried and tested content first and foremost. So, don't rush the content would be the first thing i would say. One thing I was surprised at actually when I bunged when I put all them put them all together, Um, obviously all my work was written for the stage um, and not necessarily for the page so they were written for performance so in terms of like how they looked on the page they were actually quite a mess so I've had to do a hell of a lot of editing and like cleaning up and kind of new structural decisions so that they work on the page as well so that's been a big um, process and and getting feedback and support um, from from people on that has been really good as well.
2: That's great that's really um, interesting to know that you kind of really had to go to work on that rather yeah. than just just going well that's what if you come see me live that's what you get and now <laughs> the page is just a written version of that no you've thought about what the yeah. experience would be like for a reader
1: it's something that spoken word artists like us I think have to think about that transition from you know we've written this to be performed and then maybe even that version that we have muscle memory in our heads isn't quite mm. the version that was in that on that piece of paper that we wrote all those years ago and and then actually like go oh it doesn't quite click if it's not in this certain way so that's an interesting way that page poets have the opposite of they go I don't know I I need to learn how this is delivered we go how does delivery get given in a different route.
5: Absolutely yeah and some of the poems that you know that were on the shortlist to go in this collection they work great in performance but on the page they just wouldn't work so I've, I've left some of them out because so it's like that, that just looks like a sort of <laughs> collection of madness on the page it doesn't really look like a poem and you know the the, deliv- the the joy of the poem is in the delivery and the timing of it so yeah some of the stuff didn't make the cut so I was quite um ruthless with what I did put in and what I left out.
2: Would you do us the very lovely honour of sharing some with us?
5: Wonder Woman. They promised we could join their world if we span round fast enough. We are fridge fillers, pant washers, stair hooverers, Lego picker uppers, name tag sewers, PE kit rememberers, tantrum managers, chief nose wipers, lead bottom wipers, senior sibling relationship consultants. We are Bedtime Story Coordinators, Magic Kiss Executives, CalPol Pushers, Healthy Organic Snack Assistants, Mood Analysts, Pancake Mankers, Boundary Instillers, Bath Runners, Bubble Blowers, Walking Milkshake Bars, Open All Hours. We are Budget Stretchers and Meter Readers, Birth, Death, Marriage, Christmas and Summer Holiday Facilitators. We are Midnight Projectile Puke Cleaning Specialists. We are dream weepers, miracle workers, life givers. They promised if we span round fast enough, we would have their precious gaze forever. They would marvel at our golden busts, our bouffant hair, applaud our capes flapping in the winds of change, because change has already happened, actually, if we only stopped nagging for five minutes and looked a little bit harder. Though our bodies did not fit the leotard, though red was not our colour, Stars and stripes not really our thing. Though our flesh ached for shades and shapes that came more easily, we stuffed ourselves into the tight pants of niceties. Dutiful daughters, sisters, lovers, mothers, ready and waiting for our wonderful reward of having it all. They taxed our bleeding, policed our bodies, set childcare bills too high so as to cancel any real sense of purpose. They sold us a lie that we would be happiest boxed off in semi-detached bliss, separate, pinafored and perfect. Well, fuck that. Take up your hammers, your planks and nails, don your dungarees, because tonight we are going to build a mum shed. The mum shed tops the man cave with a fully funded drop-in creche and kids club, a staffed soft play area, homework support, home cooked meals, free nappies and wipes, no hidden costs, contracts or holiday fees. All will hammer and lift according to their strength and will and need and there will be cups of tea and good quality biscuits, full pensions, flexible working hours, empathy, respect and consideration for all. Inside we will gather to share our stories, let our hair down, Leave our capes at the door and shed our skin like Selkies, dancing into the night, bellies and hips dripping with bass, scarred like silver. And our lovers and baby fathers, our sons and daughters, our freaky, geeky, weirdo friends will form a circle around our special place, join hands under the stars, and sing out their gratitude for our wisdom and our strength. Wonder Woman.
1: That's awesome. Amazing.
2: Cheers, pals. Thank you so much.
1: Anna, I wanted to ask you, you know, we've had this massive list of all the gigs you've done across the UK. Uh, All the slams, all the spoken word events, all the open mics, all the performances. What are the ingredients for you that make a bloody good poetry gig?
5: Oh, that's a good question. Um, Excellent hosting. Henry Raby? <laughs> Henry Ray Bishore, yeah, I think the host is the undersung kind of blue of a, a, all poetry nights because without a good host, it's really difficult to kind of relax into a poetry night. So I think first and foremost, yeah, good hosting, solid hosting. Um, secondly, like consideration of the lineup, like leave your audience wanting more, don't saturate them. Too many poets, there's nothing worse than too much poetry. And I like poetry, so <laughs> so yeah, leave them wanting more, um, and also mix it up a bit, like um, uh, have a wild card or some music or something that's not poetry related. You know, there's no reason you have to program all poets. Um, so yeah, that'd be my top three, I think.
2: And if everyone, for everyone who's just heard that amazing poem, and they're like, "Oh my god, I need more right now!" Where can where can they hear more from you? Where can they buy dolls? where can you they can
5: get find more of your- me there's lots of me on the say out youtube channel um so you can look on youtube if you want to hear some more of my poems if you want to buy my book it'll be on my website from next week i've got a shop page on my website which is hannah that's davies with an i-e-s
2: excellent thank you so much and what song would you like us to play on east leeds fm and why I
5: would like you to play One Love by Bob Marley because it reminds me of my mum. She was a massive reggae fan. So, yeah.
2: Oh, <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much, Hannah. You're so
5: welcome. Big love to you. Yay, big up the Vandal Factory crew. See you soon. <laughs>
4: On. One love. So when the man comes, there will be no no doom. One Have pity on those whose chances grow sterner. There ain't no hiding place from the Father of creation.
1: bit of Bob Marley there on the Vandal Factory show what a delight Uh... well that was dare I say an absolute banger but now it's time for another form of banger that comes from Nat (laughs) because every single song you own is a banger it's time for
0: Nat's banger of the hour
9: bangers is it a banger Yes it definitely is a banger today
2: Henry. Uh, I was genuinely inspired by working with the students this week so I wanted to think of a banger that was like oh what song is like that you should recommend to young adults who are finding their political voice and um, I thought about this song that me and you have sung together many a time while standing on a table in a friend's front room. (laughs) Uh, This is called Love, ire, and Song. And the first opening lyrics are, Well, a teacher of mine once told me that life was just a list of disappointments and defeats and you can only do your best. And I said, that's an effing cop out. You're just washed up and you're tired. And when I get to your age, I won't be such a coward. So this is my promise. And I want all the Vandal Raptors out there to make the same promise that we will never Get old and bitter and stop uh, making demands for a better world.
1: Thank you for listening to the show. Goodbye.
0: Well, a teacher of mine once told me Life was just a list of disappointments and defeats And you could only do your best And I said, well, that's a fucking cop-out You're just washed up and you're tired And when I get to your age, well I won't be such a coward But these days I sit at home Known to shout at my TV And punk rock didn't live up to what I'd hoped that it could be And all the things that I believed with all my heart when I was young Just coasters for beers and clean surfaces for drugs And I packed all my pamphlets with my bibles at the back of the shelf was bad enough the feeling, and the first time it hit when you realised your parents had let the world all go to shit, and that the values and ideals for which many had fought and died had been killed off in the committees. And left to die by the wayside But it was worse when we turned To the kids on the left And got let down again By some poor excuse for protest Yeah, by idiot fucking hippies In fifty different factions Who were locked inside some kind of Sixties battle reenactment And I hung up my banner In disgust, and I head For the door Oh, but once We were young and we to care but I guess you live and learn we won't make that mistake again no oh but surely just for one day yeah we could fight and we could win and if only for a little while we could insist on the impossible well we've been a good few hours drinking so i'm gonna say what everyone's thinking if we're stuck on this ship and it's sinking then we might as well have a parade if it's still gonna hurt in the morning and our better plans yet to get forming then where's the harm spending an evening to the streets. Let's be 1905, but not 1917. Let's be heroes, let's be martyrs, let's be radical thinkers who never have to test drive the least of their dreams. Let's divide up the world into the damned and the saved, and then ride to the valley like the old life brigade, and straighten our backs and we won't be afraid, and they'll celebrate our deaths To live and learn, let's make all our mistakes again, yes. And then, darling, just for one day, yeah, we can fight and we can win. And if only for a little while, we could insist on the impossible. Leave the morning the morning your pain can be killed with aspirin tablets and vitamin pills but memories of hope and of glorious defeat are a little bit harder to beat
7: they cause a lot of
8: unrest in some towns protests riots we
4: are merely arming the people with the truth a puppet of the vatican such as you could never understand the true nature of anarchy.